0: Hi, my name is Josh Hanaberry and welcome to the Truck Focus Podcast. At the Truck Focus Podcast, our mission is simple. I want to connect transportation industry leaders to the industry to help create a pivotal change. Over the last decade, I've been fortunate to connect with several transportation industry leaders that have had a positive impact on my life, and I look forward to connecting them with you. Good day, and welcome to the welcome back to the Truck Focus Podcast.
1: We're your host, Avery Hanniberry and my dad, and my dad, Josh hannaberry In today's episode, we're excited to be recording another edition of the Full Take of Transportation, a podcast series where the goal is educating youth and teens in, on different opportunities in the transportation. Today, I interviewed I interviewed Inspector Allen W. W. Wintermute Wintermute R S E. Retired as we dive into his journey as a heavy duty mechanic and as a law enforcement officer. Well, let's get to it. Good day, Alan, and welcome to the series A Youthful Take on Transportation. I am super stoked and just, it's just an honor to see you and just have an opportunity to interview you today.
2: Pleasure to be here. It's good to meet you this way.
1: Yeah. So, uh, just before, just to start off things off in the conversation, can you share with us who is Alan and what would you say has been the highlight in your career for transportation?
2: Well, um, I started my career in transportation um, as a mechanic. Oh, nice. I completed uh, five years of an apprenticeship, um, and I worked in the in the trade for a few years. There was some economic uh, slowdowns, and one of uh, My customers um, that toured into the shop periodically with his car um, said he needed some help with product liability cases that he had. He was a lawyer. Okay. And I went to work uh, for the lawyer for a a little bit, helping him with his uh, liability cases. Um, I took a a real keen interest in in court um, matters. And eventually I developed into a paralegal handling my own files, in, in, especially in traffic court. Um, and at the uh, end of the career uh, with him, um, he wanted to retire. And there was a job application come out for uh, transportation inspector. Um, I applied for that, um, tendered my licences, uh, in in automotive mechanics um and submitted that along with with the actual application and that year um i w- i was one of 42 that were hired but only six in the new hires um had mechanics licenses oh wow so um that that certainly helped me get my foot in the door um so You know, I I worked as as a a truck inspector, also buses, um, inspecting buses for safety defects for the Ministry of Transportation in Ontario. Hmm. Um, Now, let's see, as a highlight, um, well, gee, while I was in uh, training, I was underneath a trailer and actually got bit by a dog that was owned by the driver. Oh, really? Um, Now, that's not hardly a a highlight. I'm just kind of kidding around with you a little (laughs) bit. Um, A highlight, um, I I became um, an instructor in basic training. So really a highlight would would be uh, attending a a truck inspection station with a small group of new recruits. And um, I I had a recruit uh, sitting on on top of the, the board directing traffic through the truck inspection station. Recognized that there was a, a critical defect on one of the trucks. And, and I said to the uh, recruit, Have a look at the buttons because I need you to press the right button. You got to really be careful about this. I want you to stop the truck like now. You look down, stop the truck. He said, Okay, what am I missing? Have a look at the wheel right in front of you. <laughs> and out of eight fasteners that should be in place, there was only one. The rest were broken away. So I said to him, uh, now you you recognize that that's not right? And he said, oh, yeah, that's not right. I said, okay, look down at the buttons again. I need you to press the park button and have them come around the back for further inspection. Now, sometimes they don't come around the back. And I was all set to run out, jump in the cruiser and go after them if I needed to. But uh, as luck had it that day, he was cooperating, and he'd come around the back, and collectively, we went out to to, uh, inspect the truck. And uh, the driver, I think, was taken aback because now there's seven of us looking at his truck. And uh, I had him step out and go to the wheel that we saw with only one fastener. He kind of looked at it. And then... uh, some of the in new inspectors went around and checked the other wheels, and they come back and said, "There's another wheel that uh, has some loose fasteners on it." So I said to the driver, "Hey, if you go and have a look, the same way as, uh, and I'll show you how to do it. Borrow my gloves." And uh, I, I showed him how we inspect for loose fasteners. He borrowed my gloves, and I said, "Now, if you find the wheel that's got a couple of loose fasteners," We'll take that into account when we go to lay charges here. He we went around and sure enough, he did find the wheel. And he said to me, how am I supposed to know how to do that? <laughs> the, the, the one uh, officer in training said, you know, until you were prompted to check, the rest of us were checking your truck until you were prompted, you didn't even take into consideration that maybe you better have another look at your, your wheels. I'm kind of surprised about your attitude. just shot dropped, and he almost lost the cigarette that was in his mouth. And uh, so that that would be a highlight for sure, because it was a teaching moment that doesn't come up every day. Yeah, and uh, certainly the the new inspectors and in training, um, learned something that day, as well as the uh, the driver. And for me, the highlight was. Um, the reaction of the driver being talked to that way with was somebody that was actually brand new on the job. It was like his first two or three days working. He'd finished his classroom and now he's in the field with with one of us to learn how to how to do what he'd learned in the field in, in the classroom so it was certainly a a highlight
1: Wow how long did it take for that situation how long did it take for that to happen
2: for for the the fasteners to come loose yeah um okay usually what happens with that um somebody will change a wheel like update upgrade their their tires from a tire that's worn out to a brand new tire and if they're not right on top of checking it um those fasteners can come loose within 200 kilometers oh wow so they they really have especially when they do any repair work on on the wheel itself they have to um They have to be on top of it for the the first, say, 1,000 kilometers. But if they're going to be a problem, it'll happen within 200 kilometers.
1: Oh. So what would happen if the facets all came off?
2: The wheel comes off. Oh. Um, Yeah, and and it's it's really a critical defect. Um, Oftentimes, uh, when a wheel comes off, it hits another vehicle on the road. And if the uh, truck is doing highway speeds, 80, 90, 100 kilometers an hour, um, those wheels can weigh uh, 60 pounds a piece. Oh, wow. Okay. And just a little bit of uh, math for you, if you want to do the calculation when we finish this interview, um, for every mile an hour that the, the vehicle's going, yeah, you multiply the weight times that mile mile an hour. So if it's 50 kilometers the equivalent is 30 mile an hour so 30 times 60 is 1800 pounds if that hits a car it's like another car hitting the car
1: oh that's
2: a lot of damage Yeah, it can be fatal
1: we will not want that to happen
2: (laughs) want that coming through the windshield for sure yeah
1: so one of my one of my favorite parts and it's pretty, I, I always think of this whenever I think of the trucking industry, is the different types of trucks that go on the road and the different amount of, well, different types of cargo that they move on trailers. So with your experience as a heavy duty mechanic and uh, working in law enforcement, did you notice any trucking companies using different types of uh, equipment that made it safer for the roads?
2: Oh, I sure did. Yeah. Um- Let's just talk about uh, brakes for a minute. Um, there's two basic type of brakes that's on a commercial motor vehicle. One's a drum brake and one's a disc brake. Yep. Both kinds of brakes uh, rely on friction. Hmm. Okay, so you've got either a, a brake shoe on a drum that rubs on the inside of a drum to stop the vehicle. Or you've got a disc, and if you picture your dinner plates standing up on edge with um, a brake pad on both sides of that dinner plate, that that's your friction material that stops the truck, okay, so either way it's a it's a friction brake. The advantage to the disc brake, because of the design, it will cool faster mm-hmm. with the friction. You've got an awful lot of heat buildup with the drum brake because it doesn't dissipate the heat. What you end up with is is a brake fade. So if a truck is coming down a steep incline, like where where you are, you're very close to mountain. So if a truck is coming down the side of a mountain and the driver's got his foot on the brake for a long duration, there's an awful lot of heat buildup. Oh, yeah. Okay, so with that heat, you end up with brake fade, which is a greatly diminished amount of braking power. With the disc brake, um, it cools much better, so you don't have the brake fade.
1: Mm.
2: So it's a safer setup for a a situation like that. The other time, it's very important out near where I live, near Toronto, going across the city you've got a lot of stop and go traffic Yeah, with a lot of stop and go traffic. Um, there's a lot of break, uh, uh, heat buildup in the brakes there too. And if the driver doesn't allow himself enough distance as uh, the brakes get warm and there's no sensor there to tell them, then it lengthens the amount of time he needs to stop the truck. So with, with um, a disc brake, it's it's a whole lot safer than a drum brake in in either one of those two situations and when it comes to um well let, let's pick on garbage trucks as yep. they go through your neighborhood there's a lot of stop and go with with a garbage truck yes so ideally they'd have disc brake now what the benefit is the disc brake lasts longer than a drum brake, because the heat causes the the brake shoes to deteriorate. Once they start to deteriorate, then they start wearing out a whole lot faster, and um, it costs money to replace the friction materials.
1: Yes. Hey everyone, Avery here, just a quick interruption of our conversation, as I really want to encourage you to check out Alan's book, Insights from the Inside. In his book, Alan talks about really important things that you need to know to be safe on the road. Well, let's get back to the episode. So with more trucks having drum brakes, would you say that they are better than disc brakes?
2: That's a very good question. Um, Avery, you, you must have been doing some research here um, <laughs> on, on disc brakes.
1: I have been um, reading your
2: book. Okay. It, it's it's starting to show. This is good. Um The drum brakes have improved over the years because the um, disc brakes stop more efficiently in a shorter distance. The drum brake manufacturers have made the shoes bigger, wider, um, so that they're they're comparable in, in stopping distance. Although because of the heat fade, the disc brakes are still much more superior and better in stop and go or on the steep incline that we already talked about. Um, So yeah, disc brakes are definitely better than the drum brake, but there's other advantages than just stopping distances and and avoiding the heat fade. When you start talking about um, time it takes to um, replace the friction materials on a drum brake, on uh, an axle with, with brakes on both sides, you're looking at about two hours. This oh, is wow. after the wheels are off. Okay. When you compare it with a disc brake setup, and again, after the wheels are off, because you can't do any, any servicing of the dr- the brakes, with the wheels on. Yep. It would take about 20, 25 minutes to service um, a, a disc brake. There's no moving parts. There's nothing more to service Um, so when you talk about what it costs to to just do the labor at a hundred dollars an hour you can already see that there'd be a a savings 25 minutes compared to two hours it's it's a substantial savings Um, and then the servicing on a disc brake is good for the life of the friction materials whereas the drum brake would have to be serviced periodically so it starts to it starts to add up on the cost.
1: So, jump, so disc brakes will last longer than drum brakes for a lo- a longer period of time.
2: As far as mileage goes. Mm. So, um, yeah, oh, go, go ahead.
1: ahead. Oh, it's okay. Go ahead.
2: Um. See, a, a disc brake, you could probably get a, more than a year's service on a typical driver. Whereas a drum brake, if you got the year, you you've done very, very well on on the, the friction materials, although you you would have to service the the drum brake throughout the course of that year. Yeah. On the disc brake, you simply um crawl under, have a look, make sure that uh, the the friction materials still have enough surface life and, and leave them alone unless there's a problem, of course.
1: Yeah. So we're Disc brakes, you said that there would be a little less tiring for drivers. If they're less tiring, how come, how come owners would go with drum brakes at all?
2: Ah, very good question. Um, most of the, the uh, trucks come with the drum brake. If a purchaser wants to have disc brake, they would order the truck with the disc brake. Now there's a little bit of an additional cost to that on a three axle truck, which is a standard uh, tractor. You'd be looking at about $1,500 per axle for disc brakes, more than the drum brake it would have come with. Um, So for a three axle truck, you'd be looking at about an additional $5,000 on the purchase price. So if, if, a purchaser is only looking at the difference between the purchase price and not considering anything else. They'd probably go with the less costly truck. However, if you look at what it's going to cost, say in the lifetime that someone's going to own that truck, and a typical highway tractor, um, it's going to be good for about, well, let's say, ten years. Oh wow. Okay, They they will last 10 years and you can get a couple of million miles out of a well-maintained truck. So if you took what it would cost to maintain drum brakes over the 10 years and compare what it costs to maintain the disc brakes over the 10 years, even by adding the extra $5,000 additional purchase price, your typical purchaser would realize that you'd be money ahead over the entire lifespan of the, of the truck. Now I'll give you a little phrase and maybe you can take careful note and remember it. Um, But what we're talking about here and and fleet managers and, and accountants like to use this phrase, they call it life cycle costing. Oh, okay. Life cycle costing. Um, includes what additional monies it costs to buy a a vehicle with the safety equipment and then spread out what it's going to cost to maintain that vehicle over the lifetime of the truck and compare it with a truck that does not have that equipment and what it would cost to maintain over the same amount of miles. And they come up and now they can do a realistic comparison. So, any anybody that that um, is an owner operator unless they're talking to their accountant wouldn't consider life cycle costing oh. they, they just kind of look at the price tag if they're in a a corporation that that has professional fleet managers and accountants then they might consider life cycle costing it's relatively new to the industry um, but I, I think as, as time goes on now, um, if they consider that kind of a, a situation of life cycle costing, the more trucks might come out with disc brakes. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, that makes sense. So if a, if a truck or if a truck or trailer has its brake change, would it be easier for a driver? So either way, a, a disc brake into a drum brake or a drum brake into a disc brake
2: um yes and and it, it can those brakes can be changed um, but to, to change it after the truck is built costs more than the fifteen hundred dollars to buy the truck fifteen hundred dollars per axle to buy the truck so equipped. How much would it cost well to to make a change on on a three axle truck. Um, could cost um, if you had your local dealership do it. Could cost around ten thousand dollars. Wow! Uh, the, now, if if a corporation has their own mechanic, they're not paying the hundred dollars an hour rate to a, an outside shop. They can do it for less. But not every truck can be converted.
1: Oh, so some trucks. Okay some trucks can only stay at that certain break
2: unless they're ordered with the disc break in the first place. Oh yes. yeah. You, you, in order to, to properly look and see if, if that change can be made, um, they'd have to ask a lot of questions. Wow. And can it be done first of all? And if so, how much, how much money? How long would it take? Well, how long would it take? That's a real good question. (laughs) Um, It depends on the truck, of course, but I have seen it where it's a little over 20 hours of labor. Wow. Okay, so um, this is why it's more important to to know what you want to do and research a new purchase rather than convert an existing truck that's a lot
1: of time and money.
2: It, it really is. And you know, if, if the truck's already part of the fleet, you're taking a truck out of service for that amount of time. That's half a week's work Wow! taken, taken away from the income that that truck could produce for a, a company.
1: That's incredible.
2: It is. It really is.
1: So now I would like to talk about the book that you wrote uh, insights from the inside, which my dad showed me. And I think it's, Awesome. I loved it. And just uh, reading it, I was wondering, what was it like when you, what was it like writing your book?
2: Well, I didn't start out to write a book. That's the honest answer. Um, I You know, when I retired from the industry, I was looking for something to do. And it was just at the beginning of COVID and the whole world was upside down. Yes. Um, I started considering doing some consulting work. And what um, thought crossed my mind is, is, you know, if I had a group of drivers or a group of owner-operators, um, I, I'd probably want to put a PowerPoint presentation together. So I started to make a list of topics. And then from there, I started to write out what I'd cover in each one of those topics. And then I started to consider okay, what would I say about each one of these subtitles on the the main topic title? And before long, I I started to make a lot of notes. And then when I started looking at it, I I had a little over 100 pages written out, and I was only really halfway done. Wow. So then it occurred to me that, gee, Maybe this could be a book. So I asked my wife to to have a, a look at it, and you know she she works in a dental office. She doesn't know anything about trucks. <laughs> um, so when she read over my notes, she got in there probably ten or fifteen pages and handed it back to me, and she said, "It doesn't make any sense to me." <laughs> and I said, "What do you mean?" And she well have a look at these phrases, have, have a look at some of these words. I don't understand. So I went through the what I'd written and compiled a, a glossary of terms and put it all in alphabetical order and showed her the glossary. And I said, would you mind having another look at what I've written and see if that helps? She ended up getting all the way through the hundred and whatever pages I had at the time. And she's, now I understand it. Wow. So from there, I'm thinking, okay, um, this could be usable for somebody that wants to get new into the industry. Um, like a someone coming out of school and, and wanting to be a driver. But there's enough in, information in there that somebody that's been around the industry for a while that wants to expand their Information and and knowledge, there's something in there for for them too. So with that in mind, um, I completed what I'd started, and we ended up with uh, a, a book.
1: Wow, that's pretty awesome.
2: It didn't it, start out that way, like I say, but that that's yeah. how that's how it it got to be where where it is.
1: Did you ever think it was gonna be a book?
2: No. <laughs> um you know going back to to my life is is a, a uniformed truck inspection officer um my favorite part of the job was going into trade fairs and meeting with people and, and answering their questions yes. and probably that gave me the idea of of uh, coming up with some powerpoints and and uh, making some presentations to the industry. And from there, the book was born.
1: Wow, that's incredible. Would you ever uh, think of writing another book?
2: The the thoughts crossed my mind. Um, Certainly, I've scratched the surface with this one. Um, As the industry evolves, there's changes that come out. Um, My biggest concern was by the time this book got uh, published, some of the information would have changed. Um, laws change all the time. Yeah. So uh, that that was always a kind of a concern. Um, and and with that in mind, I had to know when to stop writing and, and get the book out while it was still relevant. Yeah. So, yeah, it crosses my mind. I might have to uh, do some updates for sure.
1: Yeah, they're pretty interesting to see what will happen. So just uh, as we come to a close here, were there any final thoughts that you would like to share that you feel is important to for me to share with other youth?
2: Oh, absolutely. Um, first off, um Avery, I'm I'm really impressed with the interest you've taken in the transportation industry.
1: Yeah, it's very um, interesting. I love it.
2: The questions you've asked today, um, together with my observation of, of you conducting others that you've other interviews with, with other people um, tell me that you've got a very keen interest in detail. So my bet is that you've discovered that the industry has so many different people with specialized skills from drivers, dispatchers, fleet managers, mechanics, accountants, even lawyers, And, and there's others in place. So my thought is that there's, there's a, a special place for anybody, any one of your classmates, for example, that's looking for a job later on. So with that in mind, um, I, I wish you the very best, Avery, as you find your place in the world.
1: Thank you. Yeah, I really appreciate that, Alan. Just, uh, yeah, it was just awesome to have you on today's uh, youthful take and just, yeah, I'm really happy that I got to meet you. But it's it'd be been a, nice. It'd be nice if I could meet you in person as well. That'd be pretty awesome.
2: It's been a pleasure meeting you as well. Um, I, I do have family out in uh, Edmonton.
1: Mm, nice. So you never
2: know if if uh, COVID straightens out a little bit and I make my way out, um, I'll have to send your dad an email let let him know that uh, that's happening and uh, hopefully we can get together.
1: Yeah, that sounds awesome. And just yeah, thank you again for joining on today's episode and just I uh, hope you have a wonderful day.
2: It's been my pleasure, Avery. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye now.
1: Alan, thank you so much for joining me on the UFO take on transportation today. I really enjoyed our conversation. I have to say, you taught me a lot, but the number one most important thing that I learned today is that disc brakes last longer than jump brakes and that people need to, to really need to pay attention to make sure their vehicles are safe before being on the road. So that nobody gets hurt and not the driver doesn't get hurt. And thank you again, Alan, for joining me today. And I really recommend people check out your book, Insights from the Inside.
0: Yeah, Alan, thank you so much for joining Avery on a youthful take today. And just for your dedication in the industry, honestly, years of service as a heavy duty mechanic, as a law enforcement officer, and now writing the book, becoming a consultant, and just the impact that you're having on our journey, obviously, on other people's journeys. It's really inspiring And just listening to you and Avery have a great conversation that I'd say both of us were kind of like, whoa, he's really grasping the content. Okay. He gets it. He's picturing his mind. He's asking questions. I think that's really valuable. And I really appreciate that. And again, our mission with Youthful Take on Transportation series is to basically educate and empower Avery as a youth to understand the various components that go on in the transportation industry. So that way he can do two things. One. It's in his mind, so he's mindful of just what it, what it takes when he's out and about in his day, so he can show appreciation. But more so, so he can teach other youth to certain certain things to be appreciative of and understand, and get into a point where we can do this in schools, where we can have Avery present and teach people of his peers to say, "Hey, there's tons of opportunities in transportation. There's tons of things you need to consider. So many things that go into being successful in transportation and." Possibly it's a career choice, possibly it's a compliment to a parent's career choice, but ultimately what, um, yeah, just your investment in time today is really valuable. So we just wanted to say thank you. So as well, we also want to give a huge shout out to our dedicated listeners for once again, checking into the Truck Focus podcast and the Youthful Take on Transportation series. It really does mean a lot. If this is the first time we've ever checked out a Truck Focus podcast, we're really welcoming you to our community. And I'm just super grateful for your investment of time. Of course, we do ask that you like this episode and really share it out because ultimately we all, honestly, we all know a youth that has something they can learn about the transportation industry. And that's our ultimate mission with this series. So thank you again. And finally, I do ask that you subscribe to the channel that you're listening on, just so that way you can be notified of upcoming episodes because we do release an episode at least once a week. So thank you so much again. And just Alan, really appreciate just your guidance and your mentorship in this space. So yeah, have a good rest of your day. Thanks so much. Well, friends, that's all for today's episode. Thank you for taking the time to listen, as I hope today's episode brought amazing value for you. If this is the first time that you've ever listened to the Truck Focus podcast, I just wanted to say thanks. I encourage you to subscribe to our podcast channel to ensure you're notified of all of our upcoming episodes. To all of our dedicated listeners, thank you. This journey has been incredible so far, and it honestly is because of all of your support and encouragement that you've shown along the way. And as I like to say, the greater the following, the greater the impact. And because of you, our impact is growing across the transportation sector. As always, if you found value in today's episode, I do encourage you to share with others in your network that you believe would receive value from listening. Your support means so much. So the Truck Focus podcast is brought to you by Pivotal Transportation Industry Solutions, a company focused on connecting transportation industry leaders to the industry to help create a pivotal change. To learn more about the Truck Focus podcast, please visit the show notes. You can connect with us on social, visit our website, sign up to our monthly newsletter and so much more. If you do happen to visit our website, I encourage you to check out the Truck Focus blog, learn more about our industry strategic partners, view our online training and more. Furthermore, if you have a question or a topic that you would like to be discussed or reviewed in a future episode, feel free to send me an email. I've I've also included my email in the show notes. So I just wanted to say thank you so much again for taking the time to listen to the Truck Focus podcast, where, again, our goal is simple. We want to connect industry leaders to the industry to help create a pivotal change. I hope you have a safe day, and let's create a pivotal impact.